Chapter 14 of Tarzan and the Golden Lion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Josh Herring of Abingdon, Virginia. Tarzan and the Golden Lion by Edgar Rice Burroughs. Chapter 14 The Chamber of Horrors. A black maned lion moved through the jungle night. With majestic unconcern for all other created things, he took his lordly way through the primeval forest. He was not hunting, for he made no efforts towards stealth, nor, on the other hand, did he utter any vocal sound. He moved swiftly, though sometimes stopping with uplifted nose to scent the air and to listen, and thus at last he came to a high wall, along the face of which he sniffed, until the wall was broken by a half-opened gate, through which he passed into the enclosure. Before him loomed a great building, and presently, as he stood watching it and listening, there broke from the interior the thunderous roar of an angry lion. He of the black mane cocked his head upon one side and moved stealthily forward. At the very instant that La was about to be thrust into the clutches of Numa, Tarzan of the Apes leaped into the apartment with a loud cry that brought to momentary pause the Gomangani that were dragging her to her doom. And in that brief instant of respite which the ape-man knew would follow his interruption, the swift spear was launched. To the rage and consternation of the Bolgani, they saw it bury itself in the heart of their emperor, the great black mane lion. At Tarzan's side stood the Gomangani whom he had terrified into service, and as Tarzan rushed forward toward La, the black accompanied him, crying to his fellows that if they would help this stranger, they might be free and escape from the Bolgani forever. You have permitted the great emperor to be slain, he cried to the poor Gomangani who guarded Numa. For this the Bolgani will kill you. Help to save the strange Tarmangani and his mate, and you will have at least a chance for life and freedom. And you, he added, addressing the two who had been guarding La, they will hold you responsible also. Your only hope lies with us. Tarzan had reached La's side, and was dragging her up the steps of the dais where he hoped that he might make a momentary stand against the fifty Bolgani who were now rushing forward from their seats toward him. Slay the three who sit upon the dais, cried Tarzan to the Gomangani, who were now evidently hesitating as to which side they would cast their lot with. Slay them if you wish your freedom. Slay them if you wish to live. The authoritative tones of his voice, the magnetic appeal of his personality, his natural leadership, won them to him for the brief instant that was necessary to turn them upon the hated authority that the three Bolgani upon the dais represented, and as they drove their spears into the shaggy black bodies of their masters, they became then and forever the creatures of Tarzan of the Apes, where there could be no future hope for them in the land of the Bolgani. With one arm around La's waist, the ape-man carried her to the summit of the dais, where he seized his spear and drew it from the body of the dead lion. Then, turning about, facing the advancing Bolgani, he placed one foot upon the carcass of his kill and raised his voice in the terrifying victory cry of the apes of Kerchak. Before him, the Bolgani paused. Behind him, the Gomangani quailed in terror. Stop, cried Tarzan, raising a palm toward the Bolgani. Listen, I am Tarzan of the apes. I sought no quarrel with your people. I but look for a passage through your country to my own. Let me go my way in peace with this woman, taking these Gomangani with me. For answer, a chorus of savage growls arose from the Bolgani as they started forward again toward the dais. From their ranks there suddenly leaped the old man of the East Tower, who ran swiftly toward Tarzan. "'Ah, traitor!' cried the ape-man. "'You would be first, then, to taste the wrath of Tarzan?' He spoke in English, and the old man replied in the same tongue. "'Traitor?' he exclaimed in surprise. "'Yes, traitor,' thundered Tarzan. "'Did you not hurry here to tell the Bolgani that I was in the palace?' that they might send the Gomangani to lure me to a trap? I did nothing of the kind, replied the other. I came here to place myself near the white woman. 
with the thought that I might be of service to her or you if I were needed. I come now, Englishman, to stand at your side and die at your side, for die you shall. As sure as there is a god in heaven, nothing can save you now from the wrath of the Bolgani whose emperor you have killed. Come then, cried Tarzan, and prove your loyalty. It were better to die now than to live in slavery forever. The six Gomangani had ranged themselves, three upon either side of Tarzan and La, while the seventh, who had entered the chamber with Tarzan unarmed, was taking weapons from the body of one of the three Bolgani who had been slain upon the dais. Before this array of force so new to them, the Bolgani paused at the foot of the steps leading to the dais, but only for a moment they paused, for there were but nine against fifty. And as they surged up the steps, Tarzan and his Gomangani met them with battle-axe and spear and bludgeon. For a moment they pressed them back, but the numbers against them were too great, and once again a wave swept up that seemed likely to overwhelm them, when there broke upon the ears of the contestants a frightful roar, which, coming from almost at their sides, brought a sudden, momentary cessation of the battle. Turning their eyes in the direction of the sound, they saw a huge, black-maned lion standing upon the floor of the apartment, just within one of the windows. For an instant he stood like a statue of golden bronze, and then again the building trembled to the reverberations of his mighty roar. Towering above them all, Tarzan of the Apes looked down from the dais upon the great beast below him, and then in quick elation he raised his voice above the growlings of the Bolgani. Jadbalja! he cried, and pointing toward the Bolgani, Kill! Kill! Scarcely had the words been uttered ere the huge monster, a veritable devil incarnate, was upon the hairy gorilla men, and simultaneously there occurred to the mind of the ape-man a daring plan of salvation for himself and the others who were dependent upon him. Quick! he cried to the Gomangani. Fall upon the Bolgani. Here at last is the true Numa, king of beasts and ruler of all creation. He slays his enemies, but he will protect Tarzan of the apes and the Gomangani, who are his friends. Seeing their hated masters falling before the terrific onslaughts of the lion, the Gomangani rushed in with battle axes and clubs, while Tarzan, casting aside his spear, took his place among them with drawn knife, and, keeping close to Jadbalja, directed the lion from one victim to another lest he fall by mistake upon the Gomangani or the little old white man, or even La herself. Twenty of the Bolgani lay dead upon the floor before the balance managed to escape from the chamber, and then Tarzan, turning to Jadbalja, called him to heal. Go, he said, turning toward the Gomangani, and drag the body of the false Numa from the dais. Remove it from the room, for the true emperor has come to claim his throne. The old man and La were eyeing Tarzan and the lion in amazement. Who are you? asked the former, that you can work such miracles with a savage beast of the jungle. Who are you, and what do you intend to do? Wait and see, said Tarzan with a grim smile. I think that we shall all be safe now, and that the Gomangani may live in comfort for a long time hereafter. When the blacks had removed the carcass of the lion from the dais and thrown it from one of the windows of the chamber, Tarzan sent Jadbalja to sit in the place upon the dais that had formerly been occupied by the lion, Numa. There, he said, turning to the Gomangani, you see the true emperor, who does not have to be chained to his throne. Three of you will go to the huts of your people behind the palace and summon them to the throne room, that they, too, may see what has transpired. Hurry, that we may have many warriors here before the Bolgani return in force. Filled with an excitement which almost shook their dull minds into a semblance of intelligence, three of the Gomangani hastened to do Tarzan's bidding while the others stood gazing at Tarzan with such expressions of awe that might only be engendered by the sight of a deity. La came then, and stood beside Tarzan, looking up into his face with eyes that reflected a reverence fully as deep as that held by the blacks. "'I have not thanked you, Tarzan of the Apes,' she said. 
for what you have risked and done for me. I know that you must have come here in search of me, to save me from these creatures, and I know that it was not love that impelled you to this heroic and well-nigh hopeless act. That you have succeeded thus far is little short of miraculous, but I, in the legends of whose people are recounted the exploits of the Bolgani, know that there can be no hope of eventual escape for us all. And so I beseech that you go at once, and make good your escape alone if possible, for you alone of us have any possible chance of escape. I do not agree with you that we have no chance of escape, Law, replied the ape-man. It seems to me that now we not only have every reason to believe that we are practically assured of escape, but that we may ensure also to these poor Gomangani freedom from slavery and from the tyranny of the Bolgani. But this is not all. With this, I shall not be satisfied. Not only must these people who show no hospitality to strangers be punished, but your own disloyal priests as well. To this latter end, I intend to march out of the Valley of the Palace of Diamonds, down upon the city of Opar with a force of Gomangani sufficient to compel Kaj to relinquish the power he has usurped, and replace you upon the throne of Opar. Nothing less than this shall satisfy me, and nothing less than this shall I accomplish before I leave. You are a brave man, said the old man, and you have succeeded beyond what I thought could be possible. But law is right. You do not know the ferocity or the resources of the Bolgani or the power which they wield over the Gomangani. Could you raise from the stupid minds of the blacks the incubus of fear that rests so heavily upon them, you might win over a sufficient number to make good your escape from the valley. But that, I fear, is beyond you. Our only hope, therefore, is to escape from the palace while they are momentarily disorganized, and to trust fleetness and to luck to carry us beyond the limits of the valley before we are apprehended. See? cried Law, pointing. Even now it is too late. They return. Tarzan looked in the direction that she indicated, and saw through the open doorway at the far end of the chamber a large number of gorilla men approaching. His eyes moved swiftly to the windows in the other wall. But wait, he said. Behold another factor in the equation. The others looked toward the windows which opened upon the terrace, and they saw beyond them what appeared to be a crowd of several hundred blacks running rapidly toward the windows. The other blacks upon the dais cried out excitedly, They come! They come! We shall be free, and no longer shall the Bulgani be able to make us work until we drop from exhaustion, or beat us, or torture us, or feed us to Numa. As the first of the Bulgani reached the doorway leading into the chamber, the Gomangani commenced to pour through the several windows in the opposite wall. They were led by the three who had been sent to fetch them, and to such good effect had these carried their message that the blacks already seemed like a new people, so transfigured were they by the thought of immediate freedom. At sight of them, the leader of the Bolgani cried aloud for them to seize the intruders upon the dais, but his answer was a spear hurled by the nearest black, and as he lunged forward, dead, the battle was on. The Bolgani in the palace greatly outnumbered the blacks, but the latter had the advantage of holding the interior of the throne room in sufficient numbers to prevent the entry of many Bolgani simultaneously. Tarzan, immediately he recognized the temper of the blacks, called Jadval Ja to follow him, and descending from the dais, he took command of the Gomangani. At each opening he placed sufficient men to guard it, and at the center of the room he held the balance in reserve, then he called the old man into consultation. The gate in the east wall is open, he said. I left it so when I entered. Would it be possible for twenty or thirty blacks to reach it in safety, and, entering the forest, carry word to the villagers of what is transpiring here in the palace, and prevail upon them to send all of their warriors immediately to complete the work of emancipation that we have begun? It is an excellent plan replied the old man. The Bolgani are not upon that side of the palace, between us and the gate. 
and if it may ever be accomplished, now is the time. I will pick your men for you. They must be head men, whose words will carry some weight with the villagers outside the palace walls. Good, replied Tarzan. Select them immediately. Tell them what we want, and urge upon them the necessity for haste. One by one the old man chose thirty warriors, whose duty he carefully explained to each, and assured Tarzan that in less than an hour the first of the reinforcements would come. As you leave the enclosure, said the ape-man, destroy the lock if you can, so that the Bolgani may not lock it again and bar out our reinforcements. Carry also the word that the first who come are to remain outside the wall until a sufficient number have arrived to make entry into the palace grounds reasonably safe, at least as many as are within this room now. The blacks signified their understanding, and, a moment later, passed out of the room through one of the windows and disappeared into the darkness of the night beyond. Shortly after the blacks had left, the Bolgani made a determined rush upon the Gomangani guarding the main entrance to the throne room, with the result that a score or more of the gorilla men succeeded in cutting their way into the room. At this first indication of reversal, the blacks showed signs of faltering, the fear of the Bolgani that was inherent in them showing in their wavering attitude, and seeming reluctance to force a counterattack. As Tarzan leaped forward to assist in checking the rush of the Bolgani into the throne room, he called to Jadbalja, and as the great lion leaped from the dais, the ape-man, pointing to the nearest Bolgani, cried, Kill! Kill! Straight for the throat of the nearest leaped Jadbalja. The great jaws closed upon the snarling face of the frightened gorilla man but once, and then, at the command of his master, the golden lion dropped the carcass after a single shake and leaped upon another. Three had died thus in quick succession, when the balance of the Bolgani turned to flee this chamber of horrors, but the Gomangani, their confidence restored by the ease with which this fierce ally brought death and terror to the tyrants, interposed themselves between the Bolgani and the doorway, shutting off their retreat. Hold them! Hold them! cried Tarzan. Do not kill them! And then to the Bolgani, Surrender, and you will not be harmed! Jadbalja clung close to the side of his master, glaring and growling at the Bolgani, and casting an occasional beseeching look at the ape-man, which said plainer than words, Send me among them. Fifteen of the Bolgani who had entered the room survived. For a moment they hesitated, and then one of them threw his weapons upon the floor. Immediately the others followed suit. Tarzan turned toward Jadbalja. Back, he said, pointing toward the dais, and as the lion wheeled and slunk away toward the platform, Tarzan turned again toward the Bolgani. Let one of your number go, he said, and announce to your fellows that I demand their immediate surrender. The Bolgani whispered among themselves for a few moments, and finally one of them announced that he would go and seek the others. After he had left the room, the old man approached Tarzan. They will never surrender, he said. Look out for treachery. It is all right, said Tarzan. I am expecting that, but I am gaining time, and that is what we need most. If there were a place near where I might confine these others, I should feel better, for it would cut down our antagonists by at least that many. There is a room there said the old man, pointing toward one of the doorways in the throne room, where you can confine them. There are many such rooms in the Tower of the Emperors. Good, said Tarzan, and a moment later, following his instructions, the Bolgani were safely locked in a room adjoining the throne room. In the corridors without, they could hear the main body of the gorilla men in argument. It was evident that they were discussing the message sent to them by Tarzan. Fifteen minutes passed, and finally thirty, with no word from the Bolgani, and no resumption of hostilities. And then, there came to the main entrance of the throne room, the fellow whom Tarzan had dispatched with his demand for surrender. Well, asked the ape-man, what is their answer? They will not surrender, replied the Bolgani. 
but they will permit you to leave the valley, provided that you will release those whom you have taken prisoner and harm no others. The ape-man shook his head. That will not do, he replied. I hold the power to crush the Bolgani of the Valley of Diamonds. Look, and he pointed toward Jadbalja. Here is the true Numa. The creature you had upon your throne was but a wild beast, but this is Numa, king of beasts, emperor of all created things. Look at him. Must he be held in leash by golden chains like some prisoner or slave? No, he is indeed an emperor. But there is one yet greater than he, one from whom he takes commands, and that one is I, Tarzan of the Apes. Anger me, and you shall feel not only the wrath of Numa, but the wrath of Tarzan as well. The Gomangani are my people. The Bolgani shall be my slaves. Go and tell your fellows that, and that if they would live at all, they had best come soon and sue for mercy. Go. When the messenger had again departed, Tarzan looked at the old man, who was eyeing him with an expression which might have denoted either awe or reverence, were it not for the vaguest hint of a twinkle in the corners of the eyes. The ape-man breathed a deep sigh of relief. That will give us at least another half hour, he said. We shall need it, and more, too, replied the old man, though, at that, you have accomplished more than I had thought possible, for at least you have put a doubt in the minds of the Bolgani, who never before have had cause to question their own power. Presently, from the outer corridors, the sounds of argument and discussion gave place to that of movement among the Bolgani. A company, comprising some fifty of the gorilla men, took post directly outside the main entrance of the throne room, where they stood in silence, their weapons ready, as though for the purpose of disputing any effort upon the part of the inmates of the room to escape. Beyond them, the balance of the gorilla men could be seen moving away and disappearing through doorways and corridors leading from the main hallway of the palace. The Gomangani, together with La and the old man, watched impatiently for the coming of the black reinforcements, while Tarzan sat upon the edge of the dais half reclining, with an arm about the neck of Jadbalja. They are up to something, said the old man. We must watch carefully against a surprise. If the blacks would but come now, while the doorway is held by only fifty, we should overcome them easily and have, I do verily believe, some slight chance of escaping from the palace grounds. Your long residence here, said Tarzan, has filled you with the same senseless fear of the Bolgani that the Gomangani hold. From the attitude of mind which you hold toward them, one might think them some manner of supermen. They are only beasts, my friend and if we remain loyal to our cause, we shall overcome them. Beasts they may be, cried the old man, but they are beasts with the brains of men. Their cunning and their cruelty are diabolical. A long silence ensued, broken only by the nervous whisperings of the Gomangani, whose morale, it was evident, was slowly disintegrating under the nervous strain of the enforced weight and the failure of their fellows of the forest to come quickly to their aid. To this was added the demoralizing effect of speculation upon what the Bolgani were planning or what plan they were already putting into effect. The very silence of the gorilla men was more terrible than the din of actual assault. La was the first of the whites to break the silence. If thirty of the Gomangani could leave the palace so easily, why might we not leave also? There are two reasons, replied Tarzan. One was that should we have left simultaneously, the Bogani, greatly outnumbering us as they did, could have harassed us and detained us for a sufficient length of time to have permitted their messengers to reach the villagers ahead of us with the result that in a short time we should have been surrounded by thousands of hostile warriors. The second reason is that I desire to punish the creatures, so that in future a stranger may be safe in the valley of the Palace of Diamonds. He paused. And now I shall give you a third reason why we may not seek to escape at this moment. He pointed toward the windows overlooking the terrace. Look, he said, the terrace and the gardens are filled with Bolgani. 
Whatever their plan, I think its success depends upon our attempt to escape from this room through the windows. For, unless I am mistaken, the Bulgani upon the terrace and in the gardens are making an attempt to hide themselves from us. Bilbam walked to a part of the room from which he could see the greater part of the terrace and gardens upon which the windows of the throne room looked. You are right, he said when he returned to the ape man's side. The Bulgani are all massed outside the windows with the exception of those who guard the entrance, and possibly some others at the doorways at other portions of the throne room. That, however, we must determine. He walked quickly to the opposite side of the chamber and drew back the hangings before one of the apertures, disclosing beyond a small band of Bolgani. They stood there motionless, not making any effort to seize or harm him. To another exit and to another he went, and beyond each discovered to the occupants of the chamber the same silent guerrilla guardians. He made the circle of the room, passing over the dais behind the three thrones, and then he came back to Tarzan and Loth. It is as I suspected, he said. We are entirely surrounded. Unless help comes soon, we are lost. But their force is divided, Tarzan reminded him. Even so, it is sufficient to account for us, replied the old man. Perhaps you are right, said Tarzan, but at least we shall have a bully fight. What is that? exclaimed La, and simultaneously attracted by the same noise, the inmates of the throne room raised their eyes to the ceiling above them, where they saw that traps had been lifted from a dozen openings, revealing the scowling faces of several score of gorilla men. What are they up to now? exclaimed Tarzan, and as though in answer to the query the Bolgani above began hurling bundles of burning, oil-soaked rags, tied in goatskins, into the throne room, which immediately commenced to fill it with a thick, suffocating smoke, accompanied by the stench of burning hide and hair. End of chapter.